Then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast, live from the sanctuary once again. What's going on, Heaven's World? Um, today's episode, it's gonna be like all them other ones, my nigga, like the last maybe month, no topic, you know, like on some real shit, today, you know, I kinda just wanna talk about not being too married to no particular person, no particular outcome to any given situation. You know, like it's gonna be like a little rerun and shit to um you know the episode I did, this is why I'm cool, which is like my favorite episode and shit, like you know, my earlier episodes was my favorites and shit, but you know, as of recent, my favorite episode is this is why I'm cool. Only reason I don't do big old promoting on it, cause that motherfucker was two hours. What's going on, uh, Trail? What's going on, King Germ? What's going on, Miss Lee Sings? A shot of melanin tea, baby. What's happening to all y'all, man? The gang of people ran in this thing, like, real quick. Pause. Super pause. But, um, but yeah, you know, today's episode, it's going to be something of a, a lesson in stoicism. You know, like, sometimes I plant seeds. Other times I water seeds that I already planted. The motherfucking deal, DLP. You know, but like I said, today's episode is going to be one of those, you know, as y'all know, if y'all follow my social media, you know, if y'all listen to the last episode, you know, I, I finally jumped on that stage, finally got out there, you know, started my my stand up comedy career and shit, you know, shout out to me for that. Shout out my nigga Maury Richardson. You know, we had the, uh, the open mic out there in Corona at a Rockefeller's bar. You know, nigga, you know, I did my thing. I don't, I don't think I did too too bad, you know. It wasn't the greatest shit in the world, but I for damn sure didn't bomb. So that was a beautiful thing, my nigga. I, I was happy to finally, you know, get over that. I faced my fear, jumped on that stage, did my stuff, my nigga. Shout out my cousin Lil Mike for showing up. Shout out my homeboy Flex from the plug for showing up to that motherfucker. You know, had me some supporters up in there. And, uh, you know, shout out to all the other comedians, um, shit, the black Mike, uh, Juan, I forgot his name. I called that nigga Juan Wick. Nigga, he was like a, um, he was a mortician. Nigga was making jokes about dead people. Dude, he, he, he was cool. Um, Ken Wavy, um, it was a nigga in there from Detroit. He was the funniest nigga in there too, man. I hate that I forgot his fucking name, but. Homeboy smoked it, but, you know, shout out Maury Richardson for putting all that shit together. But, yeah, though, you know, like I said, nigga, today's episode is just me telling y'all, like, don't be too married to no particular outcome in anything. Because the mission that you want is bigger than the particular outcome that you in in the moment. You know, like, of course, everything that you do, you want success. You know, every game you play, you want to win. Every shot you take, you want to hit. But sometimes you got to keep a short memory when things don't go your way. As well as sometimes when things go your way, you got to keep a level head to keep yourself not particularly humble, but understanding of the fact that no matter what you do, things could go 
one or two ways. They can go good or bad. So celebrate when it goes good, but don't get too down on yourself when shit goes bad. You know, like I said in that episode, this is why I'm cool. Like the reason that I stay so stoic and everything, the reason that I stay so even killed, like I don't get too high or low on nothing, you know, because like I was joking with the homies yesterday online about being undefeated on stage. Like, nigga, hey, I ain't never bombed before. You know, I've done comedy. I got on stage. I didn't bomb. So, nigga, I'm one and oh, my nigga. But that's not to say that it's impossible for me to bomb. You know, I I was happy that I jumped on stage and I did well. But, you know, that's not to say that it's impossible for me to do to do bad. You know, like some people say that the worst thing that could happen to you sometimes is getting success too early because you get married to the success and you feel like. Oh, I'm going to do this right every fucking time. So when you finally do it wrong, a lot of motherfuckers fall off. You can't let that shit happen to you. What's going on, my nigga? Bro? What's going on, Taylor Photos, DMV? You know, I was just on a podcast, what, last night, I think, with uh, with Raw. You know, um, Raw and Boom. Shout out to both of them. You know, we was on um, Boom's podcast. Shout out to them. That shit went dope. But, um... You know, like I said, like you can get you should never get too married to a particular outcome, my nigga, you know, because that's what fucks up a lot of athletes. That's what fucked up a lot of actors, you know, a lot of people in the content game, a lot of people in a whole lot of shit. You know, they succeeded fresh out the gate, you know, salesmen, you know, fresh out the gate. The motherfuckers were selling like it wasn't nothing. And then when that downtime hit, it fucked them up because they felt like they fell off because they wasn't getting the success that they started out with. You know, same with like spoiled children. Like you get so used to having a particular outcome in your life that when shit don't go your way, like it was going your way in the beginning, you can't handle that shit. And, you know, like that's why I say, like, I don't marry no particular outcome. Just like if something go fucked up, you know, like they say, sometimes it's good to fall on your ass when you first start doing something because you have the mindset of it's only up from here. I can only go up from here. Me personally, nigga, whether I succeed or fail, it's always I can always go up from here. Like, nigga, no matter what it is, even if I did great, even if I did phenomenal, there's only up from here. And even if I do fuck up, I understand that I can always succeed again. You know, I'm not married to the to the bad or the good. I'm not in love with the bad or the good. You know, like I said, if motherfuckers could raise you up with their cheers, they can kill you with their booze. So you don't never let whatever that outcome is affect how you approach nothing. You should always approach everything with the mindset of, No matter what it is, I'm going to do my best. You know, my happiness or my sadness with whatever this outcome is, is how I perform as far as my own personal expectations that I've put on myself. You know, as long as I feel like I did my best, whether the crowd is cheering or the crowd is booing, I could be happy within myself knowing that I did the best that I could. You know, like I said, nigga, that was literally what was in my head when I jumped on that stage. Like, whether these niggas laugh or not, I'm going to be happy in the fact that I delivered these jokes the way that I was supposed to. 
You know, I, I, I did everything that I said I was going to do. You know, I'm happy with the fact that I had the courage to jump on this stage and do this shit. So if these niggas is cheering, great. If these niggas is not, fuck it. At least I did the shit. You know, and that's the fucking thing. Like, this is my approach to life. What's going on? 12 Cal, the multi-billionaire podcaster. You know, he he funds a lot of what we all do in this podcast game. So everybody say thank you to the rich man, 12 Cal, the philanthropist and shit. What's going on to Farmer Juno, the farming comedian up in this motherfucker? You know, I was getting a whole lot of tips, pause, you know, from Juno, JP Justice, you know, sitting there chopping it up with them. Leading up to me finally getting on stage, you know, my, my homeboys in the comedy game, you know, like I said, nigga, I'm, I'm undefeated on that motherfucking stage. My nigga never lost. I'm like LeVar Ball out this motherfucker. You know, what's going on, Gerald? What's going on, Big Baller? You know, but like I said, my nigga, like even no matter what the outcome was on that stage, I just held on to the mindset of nigga. As long as I get in the game, I'm good. You know, no matter what the outcome is, no matter what this crowd does, I could be happy in the fact that I had the courage to do this shit. You know, I performed well. I did everything I was supposed to do. I said everything I was supposed to stay. And I'm cool with that, my nigga. You know, that's the fucking thing. Like, I'm going to continue on into this shit. Like, you know, I've been writing more jokes, you know, like really figuring out how. I'm going to like structure jokes and, you know, how I'm going to work on them and shit like that. Like, you know, like I said, with everything that you do in life. If it's worth doing, it's worth taking serious. You know, if it's worth taking serious, it's worth doing everything that you can to do well. It's worth doing the motherfucking research. It's worth, you know, like I said, talking to the right people. Getting as much practice as you can because you never know how far you could take something if you're willing to do the shit. And I was just thirsty. My nigga King John said, LeVar Bald. Good one, my nigga. You know, but like I said, my nigga, like, you know, a motherfucker for sure gonna be getting, getting on stage again, my nigga. Like, I'm for sure gonna get my reps up. I'm still going to be trying, you know, to do more, you know, take this shit a little bit farther. Because, you know, like like I said, nigga, you never know how far this shit will go, my nigga. Like, I might really start making money in this comedy shit, my nigga. Like, you know, I, I, I still believe in myself, my nigga. You know, even though I did go up there on some let me just see how it go, that shit went well, my nigga. You know, like, this is a thing, too. You know, like I say, as far as, like... Things that inspire me, even in the context of negativity. What's going on, my nigga Cody? Like, with me, when I was looking at a lot of those other comics on that stage, my nigga, that shit really was, like, pumping me up. I ain't gonna bullshit you. Like, watching them niggas do their thing, all I'm thinking in my head is, like, nigga, I could do that shit. Like, nigga... No negativity toward nobody that was on that stage that night. But, like, y'all niggas know what I tell y'all all the time about the confidence that I have in myself and the confidence that you should have in yourself. Like, if them motherfuckers could do that shit, I know I could do that shit. You know, like, nigga, just watching anybody do it, I'm like, nigga, I know I'm, I'm just as funny as any of these motherfuckers. 
if not funnier, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to do my motherfucking thing. I'm finna smack the fuck out that stage, my nigga. Jumped on that motherfucker. Stage fright hit immediately. I ain't going to bullshit you, nigga. Stage fright hit once I touched the stage. But, you know, nigga, I, I powered through that shit. Because like I said, whether I do good or bad is irrelevant as long as I did it. And I was happy at the fact that I did it, my nigga. What's going on, Snicker Vault? What's going on, Benji Banks? One Hope Wine. OneHopeWine.com. Best Moscato in the world. But what you say, Coley? We need to get back on the mic and rock out. I need a good Cali plug. Snagger, hit me up when you out here, my nigga. Nigga know where to open mic at. The game will make you want to give it a try. What's good, G? Gonna run that back Wednesday. Uh, shit. Nah, not this coming Wednesday, nigga. I got to work, but nigga... I'm going to for sure be back, my nigga. We're going to run into each other on that stage again. I guarantee you that shit. 15 years, I have not regretted a single day, bro. Yeah, nigga, that's the motherfucking thing, dog. Like I said, like I'm, I'm for sure going to take this comedy shit serious. You know, not to the point where I'm going to be like Uncle Dolomite Comedy on Instagram or like, you know, like fuck the whole podcast up and say, fuck this podcast, I'm a comedian now. Like, nah, nigga. But it's definitely going to be one of those things that I'm adding to my motherfucking resume, my nigga. You know, like I said, nigga, now truck driver, podcaster, comedian, all that shit. Nigga, I'm a motherfucking comedian now. Like, it's official tissue, my nigga. That's that's going to be one of the things I'm going to be doing, my nigga. Skits? Nah, King Germ. I can't, you know, that's that's not my lane, my nigga. Like, the whole drawing up, writing up, storyboard. Hell no, nah. I might be in a skit if somebody invite me to do that shit. But nigga, I ain't with the uh writing up skit shit. That shit wow, my nigga. What you say, Benji? Uh we would have pulled up and let us know. Man, next time I'ma start DMing niggas. Would if I'm finna get on stage, I'ma start DMing the motherfuckers that's like close to me because I posted it on my page, I posted it on my story. But I know how the fucking internet go. Like, I know how the algorithm is, my nigga. Like, niggas don't always see what you post. So, you know, I was telling niggas, like, man, I, I invited everybody. I posted it on my shit. But, you know, nigga have to start calling, texting, reaching out to niggas. Because I know everybody don't be seeing when you seeing shit. You know, when you post shit. So, you know, my bad for the niggas who wanted to show up but didn't see it. Because, you know, Instagram be hating and shit. But what you say, Coley? Nah, you funny. And fuck your use of uh your use of humor in your podcast. That's how you build your following. Yeah, nigga, you know. Really, Cat versus Dog was like one of the first things that really was like, nigga, I gotta hurry up and get cracking with this shit. Cause my co-host CJ, my nigga, you know, she hit the stage, nigga. She a working comedian now, nigga. Shout out CJ, Chelsea Perry. Nigga, she out there getting cracking, my nigga. She killing stages, nigga, like damn near on a nightly basis, nigga. She always out there. I need to go see her ass on stage, you know, one of these motherfucking days because, you know, she do her thing. Shout out to CJ. What he say? I didn't see the address on that joint. The address was at the bottom. It's on like, matter of fact, Benji, that shit is right across the street from where we had that last sipping paint in Corona at Dos Lagos. It's literally right across the street from that place. It's called Rockefeller's Bar on uh, Temesco Canyon somewhere. But motherfucker gonna have to, uh, you know. I'm going to do one of them Wednesdays that I do it. Next time I go, I'm going to put that shit all over my page. I'm going to DM that shit to everybody who I know who's in Southern California who could pull up. And we're going to make a thing out of it. Pause. Because 
Nigga, I feel like the next time I get on stage, you know, I'm going to have much better jokes. I'm going to be able to do more time on stage. So, you know, it's it's going to be way better. Like, this first time I went up, I thought I was only going to be doing three minutes. Like, I don't know what it was. I think it was something that, like, me and Maury discussed, like, you know, how long I'm going to be up there. And the nigga was like, oh, you know, you can do, like, three minutes. So he said something like that. So I for sure was like, shit, three minutes. Cool. I wrote three minutes worth of jokes. My nigga, like, you know, like shout out JP justice. That nigga JP told me whenever you get a a set time, you write that much material for when you get up. Don't think about jokes. Don't think about people laughing. Just write three minutes. So I wrote three minutes. I was in my truck the whole morning leading up to that show. Practicing three minutes, nigga. I, I kept delivering the jokes. It was three minutes worth of shit. No laugh track. Just three minutes worth of jokes. Three minutes worth of jokes, my nigga. So when I get up there, nigga, I'm three minutes in. And, you know, I'm expecting him to, like, give me the light. Like, hey, get off the stage. Hell no. Nigga, I was up on that motherfucker like, oh, shit. Nigga, I start freestyling, my nigga. Like, half my set. Was off the top of the dome. Not only because I literally forgot the shit that I had wrote down specifically. Because like I said, my nigga, when I'm in the truck reading the jokes. I had like the whole delivery and shit. But once I jumped on that motherfucker, pause. Nigga, it was was like Mike Tyson said, my nigga. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, my nigga. That's what it was on the stage. That nigga handed me the mic. He said, do your thing, my nigga. I get the microphone, and all I could think in my head was, you wrote something about crack, my nigga. So what I did was basically I spoke on everything that I could see around me because that was something that they said, too, like address the atmosphere. So, you know, I shouted out the other comic. I shouted out the nigga who rapped before me because the PA system was fucked up. That nigga was doing this shit, nigga. That nigga's beat was skipping like a motherfucker. Like, like nigga, that nigga beat sound like when you got a Bluetooth phone hooked to your radio and you start walking too far away from the machine and that bitch starts skipping like a CD. That's what that nigga shit was doing. And he was trying to perform his song and the beat was fucked up. So the nigga was like, he was trooping that shit out. So I was like, you know, shout out to the nigga. The beat was fucked up, but you, 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 you did your shit. You know, shout out to Juan Wick because he was like a Mexican John Wick. That nigga had like a funeral. The nigga was dressed like the Undertaker. That's how he looked. He looked like a, a mix between John Wick, the Undertaker, and like a fucking gardener because he was he was a Mexican shot like John Wick character. But you know that nigga was cool. He he did his shit on stage. You know, so I shouted them out. You know, somebody had told me you're supposed to imagine. The crowd naked and that'll make you comfortable. But it wasn't no no females in there, my nigga. Like, where the hoes at? Ain't no bitches in here. I'm not finna be on stage imagining a bunch of naked men, my nigga. It was like 90% men. It was like two bitches back there. I'm like, nigga, nan bitch in there was nothing I wanted to put my dick in. So I, I couldn't imagine them naked. I ain't, I ain't even like the thought of no crowd of niggas naked. Cut that idea, my nigga. I don't like imagining motherfuckers naked. And it ain't nobody that that I'm attracted to. So I was like, fuck it. 
I'm gonna imagine these niggas fully dressed, nigga. Just fuck that. You know, I probably should have put on some goddamn sunglasses or some shit. Cause hell no, should have just pretended it wasn't no crowd in that motherfucker. But you know, like I said, nigga, I, I did pretty motherfucking cool. I, I did that, you know. Then I did my 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 shit that I wrote, which was some crack shit. You know, and it was fucked up because it's Black History Month. And it was like a white bar. And what I was expecting was, you know, the niggas who was the comedians, which was the niggas, a Mexican dude. And then they had this like hella ambiguous light skinned nigga with green eyes. I did not know that nigga was black, homie. Like I walked into the bar and he was bald headed, you know, so you could see the back of him. And he looked white, my nigga, like. I'm light skinned, my nigga. Like I'm, I'm like a golden caramel color nigga. That nigga was white people color, my nigga. He was one of them niggas that looked like he got a white parent and a light skinned parent, and he don't get outside in the sun a lot. So he was like super overtly light skinned, my nigga. Like light skinned it, my nigga. Like passing, if you will. That's how light skinned that nigga was. So he was doing some jokes. About being like the the nigga who could pass with the police. Like, you know, he riding around with his homies. He the one that drives. So if they get pulled over, they look at him like he he the white boy. He got to put the, the white people joke voice on. He was in that motherfucker. Like, that shit threw me off, too. Because when the nigga start talking, he had a nigga's voice. It was like some ventriloquist type shit. Like, nigga, it, it was like a, a white person mouth moving with a black person. Doing doing the voiceover He was like a fucking cartoon character Or some shit But shout out to that nigga Cause he was funny Like It's a trip to watch comedians Especially like newer comedians In their element Like doing their thing <sighs> Because it's truly levels to that shit My nigga like As far as comedians Go like You know I'm brand new It was my first time on stage You know and Like I said I felt like I did cool but it was niggas up there like of different levels of like skill. I'm not even finna say funny, but like how comfortable niggas was on stage, how smooth they delivery was, how they moved around, how they addressed certain shit, like how they was able to maneuver around what was going on, you know, like how they was able to, you know, just do they thing. Like nigga, it just was a trip to watch. In person Because you know like A lot of what was making me so nervous As far as like the whole Getting on stage and doing comedy thing Was All I really know of comedy is You know Dave Chappelle Richard Pryor Martin Lawrence Kevin Hart Mike Epps Bernie Mac D.L. Hughley Like Top professional motherfuckers That have been doing it their whole life so, nigga, I'm looking at it like, man, I don't know if I could do that shit. What's going on, Hirsch? My nigga Hirsch Show 1. You know, class of 01 hillside up in this motherfucker. You know, but like I said, like, watching comedians that's at the top of the top of the top. And then you going into it at the bottom of the bottom is kind of like intimidating. Because it's like, man, can I really do what those niggas do? That shit not easy when you watching motherfuckers like that. So when I went up in there and I'm watching niggas who probably only been on stage two or three times, four or five times, 10 or 11 times. Like some of these niggas is brand new like me. 
not as new as I was because I was the only first timer in that motherfucker. But to see niggas who been in the game less than a year, that shit made me feel a little more comfortable. So I was like, nigga, if these niggas is doing it like that, like especially because like, you know, like I said, like it's no shade to nobody. But like when you see people who are new doing things, it shows you like, okay, it's okay to to trip over a word or two. It's okay to forget a joke or two. It's it's okay to, you know, not understand completely what you're doing or how to read the room. So it's like, nigga, I know if they could do that shit, I could do that shit. You know, so that shit helped me with my confidence. You know, as well as, like I said, my nigga, like, keeping in mind that I'm not married to the outcome. You know, as long as I perform as well as I personally can, I could be happy with whatever that performance is. You know, whether these motherfuckers is hooping and hollering, laughing and falling out their chairs, or if they just sitting there staring at me, I'm going to be cool with it because I had the courage to do it. You know, because I felt like, hey, nigga, as long as I did my best, as long as I could say I did it, I'm cool. You know, like you got to keep in your head like, nigga, if I fail, it's nowhere to go but up. I could succeed later and I'll be cool with that. But if I succeed, that's dope, too, my nigga. I could build upon the success that I have. But I'm not finna let failure break me or success make my head too big. Because like I said, my nigga, I got homeboys that's comedians who I talk to on a regular basis. And even niggas who been in the game for a long time, even niggas who make money doing comedy, those niggas bomb too. Those niggas have failure too. You know, like I tell y'all, like nigga, your favorite football player done tripped over his feet on the field. Your favorite basketball player done missed shots. Your favorite comedian done has some bad shows. You know, so it's like, nigga, you can't let failure fuck you up because there's people who a hundred levels past you who've had those same failures that you're going to have. They fucked up worse than you're going to fuck up moving forward. So that's why I say, like, you shouldn't be afraid to do nothing, my nigga. You know, especially something that ain't life threatening. You know, like, nigga, you you still going to be alive at the end of it, nigga. That means you got another chance to succeed. You got another chance to get your ass out there and do that shit, my nigga. So you shouldn't have no fear of no results, my nigga. You know, like I said, like, you know, even when it comes to dating, like, nigga. Oh, shit. What's going on, my nigga? Lieutenant Music. What's the deal, Lou? Mr. Viral, my nigga. My nigga, Lieutenant Music. That nigga stay going viral. You know, shout out my nigga, Lou. That's the most viral motherfucking homeboy I got right now. Every time I see this nigga. Some famous motherfucker posting this shit. My nigga be like, make it make sense. Nigga, shout out my nigga Lou, dog. You know, but like I said, my nigga, like, you shouldn't be afraid of no outcome in nothing that you do. You know, like I be telling motherfuckers as far as like in this dating game, you know, like my homeboys out here that's single. When you shooting your shot with women, you know, and I'm not really with that shit, but like females that shooting your shot at men, my nigga, like. You shouldn't be afraid of rejection, my nigga. You know, because it's like they say all the time, it's plenty of fish in the sea, my nigga. If she said no, it's 20 other motherfuckers out there that'll say yeah. You know, don't get down on yourself or internalize rejection because millions of motherfuckers done been rejected, my nigga. The best of the best, the flyest of the flyest done been rejected before, my nigga. Like, don't think because 
you know, you striking out with this motherfucker, you striking out with that motherfucker, it makes you no less fly than you was when you walked out the house. It just wasn't your night that night, my nigga. You know, same with athletes. You know, same with anybody who does anything, nigga. No matter what you do, there's motherfuckers that done failed doing what you do, but there's also successes in the same process that you have, my nigga. You know, like I said, like those jokes that I told, them motherfuckers was landing. They was working. They did very well. They was funny. But that's not to say that if I delivered them motherfuckers in a different room, they might not have completely failed. Some motherfuckers would have been like, man, that shit not funny. That crack shit ain't funny. These jokes is whack as a motherfucker. And that's cool because now I know they funny to somebody. You know, same thing. Like I say, when it comes to rejection, my nigga, I've been rejected. I've had women be like, hell no. I don't even like light skinned niggas. All right, cool, bitch. That's cool. You got bad taste, nigga. That don't that don't make me no less than what I was before I said hello. That's fucked up on you. You the motherfucker with the bad taste. That's cool. I ain't even fucking tripping. Like, I don't mind being rejected. It is what the fuck it is. Because just like you don't like it, there's somebody out there that love it. So I'm cool with it. And what you say, Christy? I'm not afraid to shoot my shot. The worst someone could say is no. Exactly. You know, that's the fucking thing. My nigga, like... You can't fear the word no, my nigga. You know, it's just like when you applying to jobs. When you go into a job interview, of course you nervous. You know, of course you want this job. Of course you want, you know, for these motherfuckers to say yeah. But, like, it's a trip because, like, I remember when I bought my house. You know, I bought my house in 2019, right? But... You know, my kid's mom was kind of mad because when we signed the paperwork and we filled everything out and we closed and, you know, they handed us the keys and she just like, I was expecting you to be a lot happier than than you are because, you know, they hand me the keys. I'm like, shit, this is cool, you know, for sure. But I wasn't like jumping up and down like I won a lottery, nigga. I just was like, you know, that's dope. You know, we got a house now. She like, you not excited? I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. Like, why you think I'm not? She like, nigga, look at your face. You don't look excited at all, my nigga. You look like a motherfucker just handed you a hamburger at McDonald's. Like, you don't look happy. And I'm like, I'm happy. You know, but like I said, I'm a stoic, my nigga. Like, I don't get too up or down on shit. You know, especially because like I told her, like, I think I'll probably be more excited our first night sleeping in the house. You know, I think I'll be more excited. You know, when we actually in this motherfucker, like, you know, when we putting the, the, the shit in the house, I'll be more excited. But the real reason I wasn't super excited is because my first time starting the process of escrow on the house was 10 years earlier, 2009, literally a decade before I actually bought my house. I was in the process of buying another house. With my with my kid's mom, you know, my wife, like me and her should have been had a house. But what happened was I had a situation with my job. I got my license suspended. I got fired from my job. So instead of us getting the first house that we were supposed to get, nigga, we had to cut all that shit off because I had lost my job. Nigga, we wasn't going to have no way to pay for the house. In hindsight, I wish we'd have been able to continue the shit because... The fucking house that we was trying to buy was like literally the mortgage on the house we was buying 
was going to be cheaper than the rent that we was paying on the apartment that we had. So realistically, we would have been able to keep the house. But, you know, motherfucker was 10 years younger, 10 years less wise. So, you know, fear got the best of us and we pulled out of the whole process. You know, we was living in apartments for 10 more years. You know, so I say all that to say, my nigga, like, just because in 2009 I failed at it didn't mean that I wasn't going to succeed 10 years later in 2019, which 10 years seemed like a long time, but it is what it is, my nigga. The house that we was looking at in 2009 was a real small house, little fixer-upper, you know, just some little shit just to get us in the game. But the house I bought in 2019 was like damn near like a dream house, nigga. That was a five-bedroom. You know, that's where the boom-boom room was at, my nigga. Like, it was a big fly-ass house. You know, so like I said, nigga, I wasn't too sad about losing out on the first thing because I succeeded on the second thing. And I wasn't too big on that second thing because, like I said, my nigga, like, I don't let success or failure get me too high or low. You know, because I know, like, nigga, life is a journey. You know, like Nipsey said, my nigga, life is a motherfucking marathon. Like, I just keep running. You know, sometimes you ahead, sometimes you behind. But, nigga, you gonna keep on motherfucking running. So, you know, I celebrate my small victories. I celebrate my big victories. But I don't let them motherfuckers get to my head. Because, you know, like I say, my nigga, like, this show is heavily... Driven on mental health You know like I tell y'all motherfuckers To protect your peace at all times Like always keep the peace of mind That you have Because that shit is important And I really feel like sometimes The results of shit could fuck your mental health up When you too married To the results my nigga You know like when you too up and high When things go well and you too down and low when things go fucked up. That's how motherfuckers end up going through depression. Because they like, damn, why am I not getting these results? Why am I not getting this feeling? Why is this not happening like this? You know, just like in fucking relationships. Like, damn, why didn't she do this when I did that? When I bought her this, usually she be super happy. Why wasn't she super duper happy when I bought her this? Why she like... Nigga, I just stay even kill on shit, my nigga. You know, like, even with this whole, like, dating shit. Like, I don't get too high or low with nobody who I talk to, nobody who I fuck with, nobody who I get at. Because the number one ingredient in disappointment is expectations. You know, like, I always keep my expectations at zero. Because I don't want to allow the results of anything... To fuck me up too bad, my nigga. You know, so like now, whenever I'm talking to somebody, I keep my expectations at zero. Nigga, every woman who I approach, I literally set my expectations at rejection. So it's like if I say hello to this woman and I'm already keeping my mind at, hey, man, she might say no. If she say yes, it's a motherfucking celebration, my nigga. It's a. Hell yeah, good shit, I'm glad But if she say no, cool, keep on trucking my nigga I'ma keep on shooting my shot nigga I'm not motherfucking tripping my nigga Cause I wasn't married to the result I was happy just on the fact that 
I did what I was supposed to do, which is saying hello. What's going on, my nigga Pie Guy? Oh, Christy, Christy in the other chat room and shit. But, you know, like I said, my nigga, like, I don't set my expectation too high. You know, just like when I'm going into situations of dating and a woman asks me, like, where do you see this going? And I always tell them, like, nigga, shit, we going to have a good time and we going to leave it at that. What does that mean? It means what the fuck I said. You know, nigga, we're going to have a good time. Whether we have a good time for a long time or we have a good time for a short time, we're going to have a good time, my nigga. You know, we're going to go on dates. We're going to kick it. We're going to have good conversation. We might fuck around and have sex. But whatever we do, we're going to enjoy doing that shit, my nigga. But I'm not finna put my expectation that, man, you might be my next wife. Because if you don't, that's going to be a disappointment. But if we leave it at we're going to take this shit one day at a time and we're going to enjoy every day that we move on, it's going to be a success no matter what, my nigga. You know, like throughout this whole process that I've been in as far as since I've been separated from my kids, mom, and I've been living in this whole other house and I've been dating these women. I don't get too high or low on nobody, my nigga. I got motherfuckers who I really liked. Motherfuckers who I wasn't really tripping on, you know, motherfuckers who didn't call themselves dumping me and blocking me and all that old shit because, you know, I'm not for everybody, my nigga. You know, like I've told women who I've been rejecting, like, nigga, a lot of y'all like the idea of me, but you don't even understand the reality of me. You don't know what it's like fucking with a nigga like me. Like, it might seem cool, you know, because I'm handsome, I'm funny, you know. I got my little shit together, you know, I'm cool with my kids and things like that. Like, it might seem like I'm a cool nigga to fuck with, but, like, nigga, y'all don't know why I'm in the situation that I'm in. Y'all motherfuckers don't know why I'm separated. Y'all motherfuckers don't know why I don't live in the house that I bought. Y'all niggas don't know what the fuck I got going on. So it might seem like it's cool, like, oh, man, you know, I want to fuck with you, Uncle Dolomite, you blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, that shit, yeah, it's cool. But it's go, it's different when you fuck with me, when you're when me and you is, is actually in a situation, because that's when you find the realities of dealing with another person. You know, like I tell y'all, like, nigga, you can't be looking at people and romanticizing them like they some shit that's different than everybody else. Like, nigga, I look at women like you a woman. I'm a man. Don't look at me like I'm Superman. I'm just a man. You know, even though I'm what they would consider to be a high-value man, I'm still a man, my nigga. I still make manly mistakes. You know, I do a lot of fly shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not telling y'all, like, I suck. I'm just telling you, my nigga, like, don't get your hopes up here because I might treat your ass like I treat everybody else, and you might not like that shit. You know, like I said, my nigga, like, I'm the type of person... That not that I get bored easy, but I offer a lot. So I require a lot, you know, like nigga, I'm, I'm real big on quality time because that's my love language. You know, like I'm real big on priority because that's how I am. If I fuck with you, like for real, for real, fuck with you. I'm prioritizing you, you know, like I'm a very busy man. Everybody who knows me personally knows I'm a busy motherfucker. I got a lot going on, my nigga. I'm an active father. 
You know, I'm a motherfucking truck driver. I'm a podcaster. I just started out in stand-up comedy. I got a lot of shit cracking. So if I'm finding time to fuck with you, like, nigga, I'm prioritizing and moving shit around so I can make time to be in contact with you, to talk to you. You know, I'm setting aside money to do nice things for you. You know, I'm setting aside time to try to kick it with you, moving things around to make sure that I can make a space for you in my life. I'm going to need that same fucking energy, my nigga. And if I can't get that, we're not going to work. You know, it's a lot of shit that that comes with fucking with a motherfucker like me. You know, like it's a whole lot that I expect from you as a person. You know, you as a woman, how you take care of yourself, how you treat yourself. If you got kids, which fucking with me, I prefer a woman that has kids, you know, because I want you to understand what it's like to be an active parent. You know, I don't want the type of woman that because you don't have kids, you don't understand how to get along with kids. You don't understand what it's like when a motherfucker has kids and they have to prioritize their kids when they got to put some shit aside to have time with their kids, to spend with their kids, do shit with their kids. So if I'm like, oh, man, you know what? This weekend we can't kick it because I got my kids. I don't want you like, damn, you got your kids again. You always got your kids. Damn, nigga. Whoop de whoop, such and such. Your kids again? Yes, bitch. If you can't find the time or find the understanding of me being a motherfucking father, fuck out of here. Can't fuck with it. You don't like kids? Can't fuck with you. You don't get along with kids? Can't fuck with you. My kids don't like you? For damn sure can't fuck with you. And uh, what you say, Christy? Yes, I told someone this yesterday. Match my energy. Exactly. And that's the fucking thing because... The number one thing as far as relationships with the Too Much Game podcast is mutually beneficial relationships. This is something I've been preaching since day one of this motherfucking episode. Every relationship that you in, whether it's a family relationship, a work relationship, a romantic relationship, or anything that you consider to be a relationship, it should always be beneficial on both sides. Beneficial to you as well as beneficial to the person that you in the fucking relationship with. So if I feel like I'm running a hundred miles an hour and you just walking, that's not mutually beneficial. And I'm cutting that shit the fuck off. You know, like I said, my nigga, like I don't get too high or low on nobody because I understand my nigga. Like we all different people. We all got our own walks. We are walking at our own pace. We all got a journey that we on. So if my journey and your journey don't line up long enough for us to keep that shit moving, I'm not mad if you got to go this way. I ain't mad if I got to go this way. Like I said, we're going to have a good fucking time for the little bit of time that we locked in. It's going to be a good time. So if that time got to be over, I'm okay with that, my nigga. You know, me and my kids, mom, we get along fan fucking tastic. Why? Because I didn't let the fact that we couldn't stay together anger me to the point where I harbored no negative feelings towards her, my nigga. You know, we still cool, nigga, you know, especially because we share children. So we got to be able to get along so we can raise these motherfuckers right, my nigga. Like, we got to make sure that we lock and step because we a fucking team, my nigga. You know, our co in co-parenting. Stand for cooperate. 
not competition. You know, that's the problem with a lot of motherfuckers when it comes to co-parenting, my nigga. You know, certain motherfuckers, they be trying to compete with their baby mama, compete with their baby daddy. You know, they trying to turn these motherfuckers into the ops. You know, these motherfuckers want to be, oh, your punk ass daddy. Oh, nigga, your punk ass mama. You know, like I told y'all, I'm never going to use my platform to bash the mother of my kids because that reflects negatively on me, my nigga. I'm the one put babies in that woman. So how would that make me look knowing that I popped two babies in a punk ass bitch? I got married to a punk ass bitch. Nigga, that ain't me. I don't do no shit like that, nigga. I don't bash none of my exes. You know, even with women who I've dated, nigga, I done had women I dated for a year, two years, three years. I done had motherfuckers I only dated two weeks. I had motherfuckers I took on one date. I had motherfuckers I slept with one time. I'm not mad at nine nine zero with them motherfuckers. Everybody cool. I ain't fucking tripping off nobody. I don't have no negativity toward nobody who I done had an interaction with. Because like I tell y'all all the time, my nigga, you should treat your presence as a present. It is a gift. The, the time that you spend with people is something that should be valued. To me, I literally tell y'all, nigga, if you fucking with me, if you got some time from me, I consider that shit to be a fucking compliment. I'm not giving the compliment of my presence to just anybody. So for me to have blessed you with my motherfucking presence for any amount of time, I'm not finna put no negativity on you, even if it didn't go the way that we expected for it to go. Even if we didn't have the result that we probably wanted, I'm not mad at you. It just didn't work the way that it was supposed to work. It didn't work the way that we planned for it to work. But it's cool. You know, we both lived, you know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, man, as long as your ass ain't out here acting like an open enemy and, you know, trying to go out your way to fuck me over or, you know, put me in a negative situation, I ain't got nothing negative to say about you. I don't have no negative feelings towards you. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. You know, like I said, nigga, I got motherfuckers who done blocked me. I got motherfuckers who probably don't really like my ass. And 99 times out of 100, it's not because I do nothing negative or bad or mean-spirited. You know, a lot of times, I might just be emotionally unavailable, my nigga. You know, like I said, dog, I'm a stoic, my nigga. I'm a laid-back nigga. I'm a nonchalant nigga. You know, women hate a nigga that's nonchalant. You know, and the thing is, it's not that I'm nonchalant to the point of you thinking that I don't care. But, you know, it's levels to how certain people show they love. It's, it's levels to how people receive love and feel loved. You know, sometimes they want a nigga that's going to get hyped up. You know, like something that I said, you know, jokingly but very serious. You know, the song... um, what you call that shit? Um, what these bitches want from a nigga by DMX and Cisco. You know, and I said, nigga, I know what these bitches want from a nigga. These bitches want the ability to change a nigga's mood. You know, a lot of times that's something that's big to a woman. Women like the ability to change a nigga's mood. They like the ability to be able to turn your frown upside down. 
make a bad day good. And sometimes, even though some of them do it subconsciously, they like to be able to turn your smile upside down. Like, nigga, I want to see the passion that you have. I want to see the love that you have for me. I want to see if I could piss you off. What's going on, Ben and Barber? It's the motherfucking deal. You know, like I said, nigga, sometimes a woman just want to see that you have emotion attached to her activities. You know, so sometimes they'll do some shit just to piss you off to see if it'll piss you off. And like I said, my nigga, like the way that I move, I'm a stoic, my nigga. Like I'm laid back. I'm cool. I don't get too high or too low on nothing. So you might not be able to get that reaction that you wanted. So, yes, I do love you. I've shown you that I loved you. I've done things to show you I love you. What's going on, my nigga? One six West LA. You know, another nigga that been out here going viral. Nigga, we, we, we seen your videos. <laughs> nigga seen you, my nigga. You know, but like I said, dog, like, you know, like. Women like to see a motherfucker, you know, see their ability to change your mood, you know, because they want to know that, like, you have a. You have feelings attached to they, they behavior. But me personally, the type of nigga that I am, like I'm real even kill on shit. So, yes, I do love you. Yes, I fuck with you. Like, yes, it's you my woman, my nigga. Like, be cool with that. You know, because if you fuck with me, like if you fucked with me or you ask any woman who's ever fucked with me, like, nigga, I do show you how much I love you or how much I fuck with you. In the ways that I do, which like I tell y'all, I show it with my time. I show it with my effort. You know, if you've been around me personally in person, I show it through affection. You know, I show it through words of affirmation. You know, like I tell y'all, like, nigga, I'm 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 with all of the four love languages, my nigga, like all of them, you know, acts of service, quality time, you know, all that shit. What is it? Five love languages, I think. You know, whatever it is, I study the woman who I fuck with. You know, I'm real big on those conversations. You know, I'm real big on communication. Like, I like to know how it is that you show love and how it is that you like to receive love. I have my ways of receiving it. I like physical touch. I like quality time. Those are my top two. But if I'm fucking with a woman, I need to know how she likes to receive that shit so I can show her in the proper way. Because I know, nigga, it ain't always about treating motherfuckers how you want to be treated. It's treating motherfuckers how they want to be treated. You know, so if I'm in a relationship with a woman, like, nigga, what is it that you like? Do you like gifts? Do you like acts of service? Do you like quality time? Do you like physical touch? Do you like words of affirmation? Because you going to get all of them fucking with me. If you fuck with me, you know, nigga, I ain't never been... Stingy with compliments All the women who fuck with me know Even all my homegirls know I'm quick to tell you Hell yeah you beautiful Hell yeah you can cook I like your hair I like your eyebrows Yeah I noticed some new shoes You got the motherfuckers look good on you You look good in that green dress I seen you You know I'm I'm real big on compliments I like physical touch I love foreplay You know one of my biggest problems As far as this whole dating shit is you going to get the husband experience with me, even if we on some some kicking this shit, my nigga? Like, nigga, I'm, we be hugged up watching Netflix, and I ain't even fucking with you like that. I don't even see you as a girlfriend. But, nigga, I, I, be, I had your ass right here, my nigga. You been spent the night. You know, I hold your motherfucking ass. We done cuddled and some more shit as a friend. 
You know, nigga, that's like my toxic trait, my nigga. Like, I, I, I be doing too much, my nigga. I, I admit that now. You know, like I said, nigga, like it was somebody who I was fucking with for a whole year. Nigga, she got me blocked. She can't stand my motherfucking ass. Why? Because I was doing too much, my nigga. She felt like we was in love. And I'm like, Shh, no, you ain't my motherfucking girl, my nigga. Like, <laughs> oh, nigga, just because I was, you know, rubbing and loving and hugging and kissing and doing all this shit. What you thought you was my girl? <laughs> nah, we ain't even like that, man. You just a home girl. She was like, block, fuck you, nigga, forever. And that's my bad, my nigga. You know, I take accountability and responsibility for the mistake that I made. And like I said, my nigga, like everybody don't want this. You think you do. It look cool. But it ain't always cool, my nigga. Like I got toxic traits too, my nigga. Like I be thinking I just be being nice, but I, I be doing too fucking much, my nigga. You know, so like I said, dog, like. You got to keep shit even kill. You can't be too married to no results because you don't know what you fucking with when you fucking with a person. You don't always know what you're getting into. So it's always best to keep your expectations as low as possible. You know, I'm not saying to have like low self-esteem or, you know, shoot for easy targets or aim for low hanging fruit. You always want. You know, you always want to set what you're asking for, what you want at the highest possible. But you should never put yourself in a situation where if this motherfucker don't turn into your husband, you just devastated. You feel like your fucking time was wasted. You feel like it was a fucking failure. No, it wasn't a failure. You know, like I tell y'all, like my nigga. Nobody can waste your time. Only you can waste your own fucking time and you lose you waste your own time when you fail to learn the lesson that you were supposed to learn. You know, throughout life, this shit is a fucking journey. All the relationships that you have or the friendships you have or the people who you encounter. These people are here to teach you lessons, my nigga. Sometimes it's a lesson learned in love. Sometimes it's a lesson learned in lust. Sometimes it's a lesson learned in friendship. Sometimes it's just a lesson that you learned in time that you spent with a motherfucker. You know, you're going to have a whole lot of smiles. Sometimes you're going to have some frowns. You know, sometimes you're going to have motherfuckers that literally is put in your life to show you what you don't want. Some motherfuckers is put in your life to show you what you're willing to put up with. Some motherfuckers is putting your life for you to have a certain experience or learn a certain lesson. So I'm grateful for everybody in my life that taught me something. My nigga, like I said, I don't be mad at my exes. I done had some exes did some foul ass shit. And we still friends to this motherfucking day. Did some cold shit that I won't even repeat on my motherfucking platform. But I'm grateful because it was a lesson learned. My nigga, it was something that I learned like. Nigga, you can't be too, you can't attach your feelings too closely to certain people because there's motherfuckers that literally was here to be a lesson for you, my nigga. I'll be grateful for that lesson. Like, nigga, I'm glad I didn't marry this motherfucker. You know, that would have been horrible. I'm glad I ain't had no kids with this motherfucker. That would have been fucking terrible. You know, so I'm grateful for the fact that, nigga, we, we had our time. Because like I said, nigga, we for damn sure had some good times. We had fun. We had good sex. 
We had some fun dates. You know, we had a whole lot of laughs. We had a cool little relationship for the little bit of time that we was together. And I'm happy for that. You know, just like with homegirl who blocked me, my nigga. You, shh, let me not say homegirl like it's only one. I've been blocked multiple times since I've been out here in these streets, my nigga. All the girls who have me blocked, I ain't mad at none of them. Because I'm, I'm happy for the times that we had, my nigga. We had some good times. If they telling you the truth, they ain't going to lie to you, nigga. They'll tell you, nigga. We had a great fucking time. It just didn't last, my nigga. I just wasn't what they expected for me to be, my nigga. Something I tell women all the time, my nigga, your pussy not magic. If a nigga tell you that he's fucking with you on a temporary basis, believe that nigga, man. Don't think that, oh, when I put this pussy on him, he going to change his mind. Oh, when, when, when I cook for him, he going to change his mind. If I do this, this, and that, he going to change his mind. Oh, he did this. He must have changed his mind. I ain't changed a goddamn thing. Nigga, I was dead motherfucking serious when I told you we just cool. We just cool. <laughs> you love me? Damn. <sighs> we just cool. I'm not your nigga. You know, quit asking me where the fuck I been at, who the fuck I been with, my nigga. Like, we just cool. Leave it at that. Quit putting, quit expecting more from me than I told you that I had to offer. You know, like, you can't do that. You can't put unrealistic expectations on other people. Because, like I said, nigga, expectations are the main ingredient in disappointment. So when you setting your expectations through the roof of motherfuckers, you always going to be disappointed, you know, because you don't know what's going on in another motherfucker's mind. You don't know what's going on in another motherfucker's heart. You don't know what's cracking with them, my nigga. So just be happy with the time that you spent with them. And that's cool. Be happy with the lessons that you learn from them. And that's cool. You can't be too married to the motherfucking the results because. It's going to disappoint you every time. It'll fuck you up mentally. And what you say, a shot of melanin? Yep, I learned that lesson when I was dating. You know, that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, expectations will fuck you every time. You know, so like I said, I don't put my expectations, you know, at like like failure. You know, like I say all the time, like, nigga, you know, you expect, you you prepare for the worst, but expect the best. You know, that's what they say. You know, so I always keep it at zero. So anything above that is a fucking success with me. And what you say, Playboy Lit? Blessings to you, player, all the players nationwide. Hell yeah, nigga. You know, shout out to it. You know, but like I said, my nigga, like, I don't never set my expectations with no person too high. You know, I always keep shit real even kill. So I, I have fun with the little bit of time that we got to spend with each other. If it goes well, fantastic. But if it goes away, that's cool too, my nigga. You know, because like I told y'all, my nigga, my favorite line in one of my favorite books that I've read. And you know, like I, I done said that shit multiple times on this show, my nigga. Pimp by Iceberg Slim. When the nigga said, I celebrate when a bitch leave me. Because it gives me the opportunity to replace her with a better bitch. That's like my metaphor for life, my nigga. Like whenever a door closes, 
that just gives me opportunity to walk into a bigger and better door. When I have a failure that it, that gives me the opportunity to make room for a success somewhere else. You know, if this relationship don't work, that's OK, because there'll be other women, there'll be other relationships, you know, even with friendships, even with jobs, you know, like the job that I have now, I do very well. Financially, I'm doing great. I've, I never even expected to be making this much money on some real shit. Why am I at this job? Because the last job I was at, I love that job. Man, when I was working at Andrus, my nigga, that was that job was dope as fuck. Like I genuinely enjoyed going to work. Like my nigga, I was working at the Port to Long Beach. Like I would pick up a container or a chassis or however, whatever, in Fontana. I would go to the Port to Long Beach to go pick up a container and take it to Moreno Valley. The way that it worked was you go to the port, you pick up one container, you get to Moreno Valley, you're done. Right. I would go to the port about, you know, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, something like that. And I know the port would close at about three. So what I would do was I would get to the port, get my container number, get my spot where I picked the container up and I would go to sleep. Knock the fuck out. Nigga, I would spend most of my workday sleep. So right before the port closed, I go get my container, run that bitch to Moreno Valley, come back and I'm done with my workday. I'll be cracking like two, three hours of overtime every night. Like I was doing cool. I love that job. That shit was cool. Be kicking it, talking on the phone, making Snapchat videos, playing on social media. You know, after work, nigga, I was able to start my clothing line. That shit was dope. But them niggas decided that they wanted to put a camera in the truck. Outside facing, inside facing. So, nigga, I can't play on social media no more because I got a camera watching me and shit. Nigga, they damn near fired my ass because I kept getting caught playing on my phone. But I say that to say, even though I love that job and it had to end, I wasn't mad because I was able to upgrade from that motherfucker to get a better job. And that's what it is with all your results in life, my nigga. Just because there's something that happens with you that deems to be a failure don't mean that you can't turn around and turn it into a success later on, my nigga. You know, don't get, don't never get too down on yourself when shit don't go your way. Just keep your course, keep running your race, keep doing better and improving yourself. So when the next opportunity comes, you can capitalize and upgrade on whatever that shit may be, my nigga. You know, like I say, nigga, you know, like Nipsey say, life is a motherfucking marathon, my nigga. You know, so you just keep on running your motherfucking race, dog. Like, nigga, whether you ahead or behind, that don't mean you can't win. You know, you only fucking lose when your ass stop running. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast, live from the sanctuary once again. If you would like to support me financially, you can cash at me at Uncle Dolomite, Uncle D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E. Or get you some merchandise at Too Much Game Podcast.store. T-O-O, Much Game Podcast.store. Support the motherfucking squad, Townhouse Media, Town E House Media, Patreon.com slash Townhouse Media. Uh, watch the motherfucking Sports For You podcast Tuesdays and Fridays 6.30pm Pacific Time Live on YouTube, Facebook I think them niggas be live on Instagram now All type of shit Sports number four letter U Check them niggas out 
follow me on social media at Uncle Dolomite on all social media platforms. You know, I'll be on TikTok too, my nigga, yo mama boyfriend. Um, you know, my YouTube page, Uncle Dolomite or Too Much Game Podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube page. Hit the like button, leave comments, my nigga, like, say something, dog. All that shit matters, my nigga. That's all forms of support that's free. You don't cost no money to hit that like button and leave comments. But, um, I think that's it. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game.